As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Episode 8, I'm sorry, 9, <laughs> zero, eight. down to dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and wherever else you subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool, pretty damn cool. Uh, slam through. Also, shout out to Dan Adebayo, who is riding 125 miles for cancer tomorrow. So, big shouts. Way to go. Good job. Dan Adebayo in relation to Bam. This is Bam's brother. Is it really? Pedal hard, Dan. Come on, Dano. Pedal hard, Dan. And Taylor. Hey, boys. Good to see you guys live. I got something for you. Why did Scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding. Standing in his field. And so I wake oh, no. in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? And I said, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And slam through. <laughs> wow. Guys, go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get the athletic for a dollar a month. Just a buck. A well, buck a month. You can't get anything for Search a buck a month. Search your couch and the change that falls out of your pants. And you, you got a month of the athletic. Who right. has change anymore? You use cash? It's all in your. It's all in your. Uh, it's all in your uh, couches. It's all on the couch. I get change. You do? Yeah. Did you see Starbucks said there's a uh, <laughs> there's a change like deficiency? In oh the yeah, that's everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why, where's all the change going? I don't it's all on Coinstars. They don't know how to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in the machines. They're why stuck. Is, why is Coinstar just giving us money for our money? 
They didn't think it through. It was a weird business model to begin with. Weird. But. <laughs> and, it's, and it's hurting our economy. Uh, so the NBA Finals, Game 5, is tonight. Oh. Any hope for the, for the Heat to uh, extend this series? I hope. But I just don't know. All the stuff I've seen is like people that are played against LeBron's like he's so smart he's the smartest player playing against him so hard it's like he's this evil basketball genius so I hope so because I would like that to go away for a little bit I'm like let's okay okay you want to talk right. about Jimmy Butler some more yeah I'm I'm fine I'm fine with that and uh Tyler Harrow making those like little grimace faces. You can't see my, my mouth, yeah, I can't see your mouth. <laughs> but he's making those like curled up lip yeah. faces like Elvis. Uh-huh. Did you see uh, on Instagram, they were making fun of it because 2K added that to his, to his like character on 2K. And it's so bad. His oh, face really? looks so jacked up. It looks like <laughs> he got in a horrific car wreck or something. I like that. I, I hope the heat win because this would be the, I don't want the finals to be the worst series since the first round. Yeah. Of the whole playoffs. Yeah, I know. I understand. It, it feels inevitable, though, that the Lakers will win the NBA finals. Yes. Yes. I just wanted to go six or seven. Yeah. Make me think like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. now. Make it a series. I think so. Here's why they have to close it out tonight. They have to. They're playing in the Kobe jerseys tonight. Oh, and they have they have not lost a game in the Kobe jerseys yet. So they have I mean, they have put the pressure on themselves. They have to win it. Could the Heat also wear Kobe jerseys? (laughs) They cannot. They can't. No rules. It says it's kind of like an Airbud thing. They They could. (laughs) They they did. The Heat did raise a Michael Jordan jersey into their rafters. So, yeah, the Heat do whatever they want anyway. (laughs) So maybe they could. I think the Lakers finish it off. I think tonight is it. I think we get to see Dion in the bubble wow. with some popping champagne. What are they going to do? They'll hey, celebrate on the court in the locker room. But here's my thing. Once they win, the bubble is done. Yeah. So can't they just leave and go crazy tomorrow night? Or tonight? Yeah, yeah but do people leave and go crazy now? Is that a thing? I don't know. They I might. don't know. I don't I don't leave this house ever. So I don't no. know. I think they will. I think <laughs> I think they'll rent some place some big like rooftop in Miami and yeah, just go wild. They may yeah, yeah, they yeah, may yeah, have yeah. a place like yeah. lined up already. That's they, true. Cuz they can all go and just I would imagine they, they don't want to you know Miami bars are open too. Oh. So, I don't know that. I don't know that, but I they Ima- I imagine that. And they're all like on the beach. Yeah, that's a good point. They've they've got a place lined up. I mean, Oklahoma City bars are open. They could just right. come here. Right. <laughs> they should just fly here. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. Go to should, Parrot. Should be interesting, yeah. Go to the Parrot. Go to, uh, where would they go if they came here? Is Dollhouse still a thing? I don't know if Dollhouse is currently open. Um, <laughs> what was know. the other, like, the knockoff Dollhouse? Uh, let me think. It's been a long that's time. Where I went there one time and Jeremy Lamb and Russell Westbrook showed up. Oh, really? And there was maybe... Greystone. No, this was pre-Greystone. Oh, oh this really? This was like years ago. This was when I was actually like going huh. out and doing things. I don't know. Because uh, Dollhouse moved. It could be the old Dollhouse. You no, could have just been like, at Dollhouse. No, it was a different, it was a different place. Anyway, there was like 40 <laughs> people in there. 
and then like Jeremy Lamb, Russell Westbrook, and their group. What a up. weird duo. Yeah, like, I don't like weird. that. It was weird. I, don't I mean, like they were there all. with a lot of other people, like their crew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was awkward because it's not like it was a packed club. Yeah. It's like everyone, there was so much space and we we're all just watching Jeremy Lamb and Russell Westbrook. You want to hear a funny story about Jeremy Lamb was out one time and me and my brother like were out and went up and talked to him and like talked to him for a good amount of time. And he had like, I don't know what he was drinking. He had like a Stein. It was at, um, Oh, with the place with the, you know, the huge beer steins. Uh, Fassler. Fassler Hall. And um, he had that, but he had finished it. And Chad was, my brother, was drinking some, like, fancy beer. And he was like, what is that? And uh, Chad was like, oh, it's this. I like it. It's, like, my, one of my favorites. And he was like, oh, let me try some. Holds out his beer stein. <laughs> my brother poured a little bit into the beer no stein. No way. And he drank it and was like, oh, that is good. I'll have that. <laughs> and that was the moment we knew Jeremy Lamb would never be a good NBA player. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hilarious. And I was just like, that was weird. You're like, so this is an NBA guy asking strangers for their drinks. It's a, that is, that will never happen in the history of man again. No, it won't happen in our, <laughs> we're going to be cranky old people like, why are you guys not <laughs> respecting distance and be, boundaries I'll, and germs? I'll be sitting on my front porch wearing a mask all by myself. Yeah. It was, I'll always remember it. Just watching his, I was just like. Why right have you there. never told this story? Yeah, it never, a, never came up. Luke. Luke. I don't know. You, you never tell linear stories when it comes <laughs> to the podcast. That's the one. That's the one that popped into my head. No, this one isn't isn't relative enough yeah. to uh, the conversation. I think I told you guys that I saw him out, but I didn't tell you the story about it. Yeah. Man. But yeah. Uh, so yesterday, Lawrence Frank was announced as the executive of the year for the NBA. Remember, voted on by media members back in March. And uh, we have a question from Tyler Beats One. He says, why did Lawrence Frank win executive of the year? Who votes on why? that award and when do they vote? Oh, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was set up for a joke. No. Oh. <laughs> no, it's voted on. I believe this is voted on by the media and they voted before the bubble. So that makes sense because I don't think he would have gotten it if it was voted on today because just of. I mean, they. I mean, clearly had big problems. <laughs> you lose in the second round, and you're the favorite. You don't win, and uh, it's just funny. I mean, Sam was second. I believe they should share the award because it's based on that trade. Yeah, like it's that funny. had nothing to do with either of them. Basically, I mean, like Paul George and Kawhi were like, "This is what's going to happen. Y'all make it happen." Yeah, and they just made it happen. It's not like they. Well, Sam. I mean, Sam could have accepted a lesser deal. Right. From them. Right. I so agree. that's, a, I mean, Sam probably, if we're just basing it off of the trade alone, it's clear that Sam deserves more of the credit for that. Yeah. Because it was just, hey, Lawrence Frank, go get me Paul George if you want me to come to your team. And he's like, okay. That's true. He, like, if you look at the trade, Lawrence Frank was just doing whatever he could to, he was just like, yeah, take whatever. Kawhi's coming here. Kawhi told me. They, to do so, this. like, the story is like, they almost didn't take it. They deliberated on the trade for a long time. Who almost didn't take it? The, the Clippers. The Clippers. Because Sam was apparently the, the report was that he had pushed it all out there and was like, you can, you can take it or leave it. Like, I can bring Paul George back. Mm -hmm. We'll go play again. 
you know, you, here's what you have to do to get him. And they said no. And then they had, and then they slept on it. And then they're like, okay, no, 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 we have to do this. We have to get Paul George. We're going to go ahead and say yes. And I'm, I mean, and it was an outrageous ask. Yeah. An outrageous ask. And they got it. What was it, Luke? Can you pull up that old tweet where you kind of, you went over, uh, when you laid out what the Thunder got from Paul oh, George? Yes. Yeah, I do. Because we listed out because I've forgotten. <laughs> okay, hold on. I need a reminder. Hey, yes. reminder, everybody. Time for a reminder. Time for a reminder. So, uh, uh, at Maters918 says, who should we give more credit to for OKC's war chest of draft picks? Presti for his expert negotiation skills or Kawhi for starting the process? Kawhi. No pun intended. So it's kind of like an alley-oop. Kawhi yeah. tossed up the oop. Sam finished it. Yeah. Not even through traffic. No. I mean, Sam gets Sam gets to <laughs> get everything he wants because Kawhi said this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Kawhi executive it's all, of the year. It's all for real. For the Clippers and for the Thunder. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kawhi wins. The only executive to help both teams. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is, though. That's I mean, superstars control control the league. So true. And that's. Did you find it? Yet? Oh, I found Luke. it. Okay. Okay. This is my number. This is my number one all time tweet. Yeah. Two hundred seventy nine retweets. Uh, one thousand four hundred sixty one likes. Numbers. It's a friendly. <laughs> this is what it says. Friendly reminder that the Clippers gave the Thunder all this for Paul George. Shy. Gilius Alexander. <laughs> Gallo Gallinari. <laughs> Lou Guim's Dort. 2007 first round pick, 2020 first round pick, two 2021 second round picks, 2023 third round pick, 2028 first round pick, 2030 pick swaps, cash 17 million. (laughs) And what's funny is that people retweet it and like it thinking that this is true and then they kindly... In your mentions, correct you. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a third round. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I Because it was when everyone was like tweeting all about Paul, like Paul George going wild because he wasn't playing any, any good. Uh, yeah. Lou Dort had Justin. And I made sure that everyone's name is misspelled of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. It's it's uh, just a testament to how you create numbers on, on Twitter is reminder list of things that are yeah. good for your franchise yeah. period send and it, it doesn't matter if it's correct or not obviously nope, yes. you put a 2017 first to, round pick yeah it just had to sound <laughs> it just had to sound correct yes you <laughs> started it off <laughs> you started it off mostly correct and then if you actually read it you're, i think one of the first comments is 2017 first round pick question mark uh-huh. yeah did, no, did anyone uh correct gallo gallinari because that was my favorite someone one. someone just responded and said no you did it was just gallo gallinari oh i just <laughs> okay. that was my favorite part but for no some one reason. no one corrected the spelling of anyone else uh, of, lou, uh, Gwem, lou Gwem's dort yeah, because a lot of people, a lot of people are like, I think Dort was, I think Dort was undrafted. <laughs> that, was <a> <laughs> that was a big one, but it was. It so was that's a, what Presty got. <coughs> yeah, good job, good job, Sam. Oh, you have a cough button. Oh, it's just your mute button. I do. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Anything else? Anything finals related? Any other? You guys got beef about the uh, executive of the year? I think it's just funny. I think it's honestly 
hilarious that after all of this, he wins it and he can't be like that excited about it. He's like, crap. Like all it does is just shine the light on just the failure of the Clippers yeah. once more. It's just how it's just how fast in this league that like storylines can change and and ideas about teams can change because from March till, you know, a month ago, there was just a major change and now this award it's like, oh man. Everyone thinks I'm an idiot now. Yeah. It felt like whenever Dirk won the MVP after he lost in the first round to the We Believe Warriors. Oh. And he had to have the press conference. And he was just, it was just like, yeah, all right. Awkward. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Do you think Lawrence Frank also almost got fired? You think he was in the, uh, on the firing line? I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. You think he meant fired? Whoa! Oh, I think he did. <laughs> I'm just fired up to be here today. Fired, fired. fired. <laughs> just so pretty say, cool. Just fired up to be here today. Pretty damn cool. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> Thunderclap, <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, are we ready for Tayshon's factoid fickery dickery? I think we're ready. Let's do it. Tayshon's factoid fickery mystery. Welcome to my segment. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to point a few things out. I spent a long time trying to make that drop. It's the best drop maybe we've ever had. It might be. Um, And uh, Luke says Tayshawn's factoid fickery mictory. But it's okay. We're not changing the name of the segment. It's all right. I mean, Luke's got it wrong from the very start because he's saying that after I said it was called Tayshawn's Factoid Fantasy Mystery. Mm. Oh, now I see Mictory. (laughs) Now I understand Mictory. So then he did the drop, Tayshawn's Factoid Fickery Mictory, and it was Fickery Fickery Dickery. It just came to me, and and, and I created help through Andrew's help, something beautiful. Let's do it again. Tayshawn's Factoid Fickery Mictory. If you listen, kind of listen to it a lot of times, it kind of it kind of starts like creeping you out a little bit. <laughs> With the, at the end, it's like this is not natural. What you mean the beautiful harmony? <laughs> the, the harmony. The it's like harmony. It's like the robots are about to uprise. <laughs> yeah, it very much felt like that. Okay, I had to do some kind of something different to end it, though. It was great. I love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, man. Well, boys, today we're going to talk about... Um, I, I was on Instagram and went to Kevin Durant's Instagram, and there was a little podcast preview because KD's new podcast is coming up, yeah. and it was he and Kyrie arguing about, you know, one-on-one this summer and who's been winning, and they were just arguing, and they both had very different... Um, opinions of who was winning these games more, right? Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is this is so annoying. All these guys are so good. They always argue about it. They're so competitive. They care about every single little thing. Yeah. So I went to Katie's Instagram, and he was like 11.4 million, something like that, followers. I thought, I don't know if that's a lot. So I went to LeBron's to compare. It's not a lot. LeBron's at like 72 million or something. And then I went to Kyrie's. 72 million. 72 million. Goodness. And then I went to Ka- Dwayne Johnson, for the record, just broke 200 million followers. <laughs> nice. Makes a lot of sense. Is anybody at a billion? 
I they have that big so. of the big of population of the world. If it is, them? it's a Kardashian. If it is, but uh, I think they're literally the biggest. They might be the biggest celebrities on Instagram. I think that's right. Um, so then I went to Kyrie Irving's Instagram. Guess how many followers he has? Over thirteen million. And I thought that's crazy. Kyrie Irving is more popular on Instagram. By the way, Kyrie's Instagram is private. Is I really? don't know why. Chloe Kardashian, 122. No, she's million. not the most popular. I don't know. It what be, uh, Kim? No, it would be, maybe Kim. It would be the not Kendall. It maybe Kendall. <clears throat> no, not Kim. Kendall. 189 million. 189 million. What's the other one? What's the other one? It's not Kendall. The young one. Uh, it's Travis. Courtney. No. No, it's not Courtney. 102. No. I forget. I mean. The, What's props, Kendall at? Props for us to not knowing all the Kardashians. Why should we should know her though? She's like um, in I, pop culture the most. I know the Kardashian Jenner kids. Oh nope. I think it's actually Scott Disick that has the most. <laughs> Law Disick. See, I don't know. Okay, let's, uh, let's okay, go. Okay. Anyway. So this is what we're talking about. Is we were texting and Steph Curry's at thirty, and we were talking about popularity based on how good the player actually is. Because yeah. Katie is. Definitely the number two player in the league. Yeah. Oh, well, not definitely. Maybe quite. I don't know. Anyway. KD. I just so, don't think we know. Do we know? I, yeah, no. I don't think we know. I don't think we know. We need to wait and see. Yeah. But I was thinking about this so interesting because he is, he should be the second most popular player in the league, right? But he's just not very likable. He just doesn't have people. No, he anymore. doesn't have people. If he, he was doesn't. with the Thunder still, yeah. he would have it. I agree. He had, he had that. He had people. He lost, he lost his people. We were his people. Yeah. And then he goes to Golden State and they're not his people, right? They are Steph's people. Yeah. And then he goes to the Nets who are not people. Yeah. No, there are no people. Save for Mike Smeltz. Okay. If Mike Smeltz, if you're listening, sorry. Did you find it? Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. She has 197 million. So Dwayne Johnson is more popular I think than it's the Dwayne Kardashians. Johnson, yeah. It makes sense. Wow. That's great. Oh. Yeah. He's maybe more of an international star. Anyway, <laughs> so what am I getting to? Boys, here's the question. Who has more Instagram followers than you that you are better than? And I will leave that open to interpretation, what better than means. Okay. Okay. So this, uh, this entity has a lot more Twitter followers than me. Okay. Or not Twitter, um, Instagram, because I, I have uh, 364. Not bad. Wait, million? million <laughs> uh, I don't do a lot of Instagram um, but I uh, I think I'm better than, than this entity they have 1.2 million okay and it's the uh, Orlando magic whoa you're better than them at what just in general just in general just period so if you could somehow put the Orlando magic into one human yeah you're better than that person. It's pretty easy. Yeah, I'd agree. Because, I mean, honestly, they're like posting photos of Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And Mo Bamba. And lots of Vucevic. Which is just like, all right. Like, you'd rather probably see my kids. That's than, a good point. Than, than all of that mess. That's a good point. Like, do you want to see like, 10 pictures of Nikola Vucevic during the week? <laughs> no. Actually, that's a, if I was a an Orlando Magic fan... I would not follow my favorite team's account. Could not, would not. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. Aaron Gordon's kind of an, an annoying star. Yeah. Like he did like the rap song that no one cared about. Yeah. It kind of made him look more silly. Than yeah. Anything. It was. Yeah. It was not a good look. No. So anyways, that's that's my take. Okay. That's a good one. Lucas? I, I don't think I One, My Instagram's not very good. Come on, right. L man. Don't it's do not. this. Here's the one. This. Here's you the one. You have a great Instagram, by the way. You've been posting I've been really trying good to, pictures. Lately. I've been trying to get better about it because like I looked last year and last year I posted like four Instagrams. What would you, like, what, got to be better. What would you do that you feel like you could say, I have a good Instagram? Yeah. Well, I have a friend that if I did this, I really, I'd, here's the thing about Instagram. Everyone's posting their perfect lives. Yeah. I love it. Everyone's life is perfect. But <laughs> I love it. It's and, good. <laughs> and there and in our society has 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 gotten to the point where it's like there are some people who are so good looking they do not have to have jobs. Yeah. They our job is their their job is to just give us little morsels of letting us look at them. Yeah. And um I'm just I just you're trying to get to that level. I want to be at that level. See, I'm, not, I'm just not really be. in that world, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> enough man. to know this. You're probably not like you're not scrolling on the old IG. Here's though. the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing with the Instagrams for it's the uh -huh. ba the babes, the babes. I'm I'm deep see, into the babes. See, I'm out of the babes world, and uh, I respect that. I but I have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend from college. I respect that. <laughs> I have a friend from college, and he what he does is he just travels the world constantly on vacation. And because he has so many Twitter followers, like hotels give him like he can stay at hotels for free and it's his full time job. Yeah. And I'm just so jealous. Who is it? Um, his his thing is at his name is Jace Fields and it's at Forever Foreigners. And it's pretty cool. And uh, I wish I had thought of to do that. <laughs> so is I'm not a big foreigner fan. The band. No, he's just, uh, he's, 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 he's going to be his, his thing is like, he's going to be a forever foreigner. He's always going to travel. Oh. It's his full-time job. It's cool. I'm not better than him. I wish I had thought of it. Hmm. So I'm just jealous. Okay. Well, that's an answer. Is that, is that the answer? Okay. What's your answer? I left it up for, so for me, it's like, cause mine is my Instagram. I have a personal one, but I'm not really on there that much. I just post pictures of my wife and my baby on there. Mm -hmm. So for me. It's the Craig Proper one, like mm -hmm. the pottery one. Mm -hmm. I see all these freaking potters all the time. <laughs> I look at their work. I'm like, that's not that good. <laughs> and they have like 70K followers. <laughs> and it's just because they're people are just better at figuring that social out. Social media me. stuff. Yeah, yeah. People are just better at marketing or specifically social media marketing mm -hmm. than me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always in my head doing that like... Pfft. <laughs> like some cranky guy. You know how many people follow Dr. Pepper on Instagram? Uh uh. How many? 566,000 people. I have a better Instagram than Dr. Pepper. I'll say that. Then Dr. Pepper. I follow Dr. Pepper. I don't, though. but I have friends that do. But you love Dr. Pepper. You know what I love? Well, I haven't had one in a long, long time. I know, time. but you still love it, though. I know, I miss it. I've been heavily into DDP. Diet. Yeah. I tried because what I did, I started Dr. Pepper hard into that. Then I switched to, to Dr. Pepper 10, the oh, Dr. Yeah. Pepper for men. Do they still make that? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think and so. And then I switched Dr. to Dr. Pepper for men. That's how it was. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's how yeah. it was marketed. It was, it was. And then it was, uh, then I switched to diet Dr. Pepper and then I was out. So, wow. So you're like, you're like clean. Yeah. I haven't had, I haven't had, I had a diet Coke like three months ago. 
Wow. That was it. And then I haven't had one since I started my job, which was five years ago. Wow. I know. Luke. I know. That's pretty big. That's really big. I mean, because in college, I, I know your history. For people that don't know, <laughs> in college, I was drinking six to eight Dr. Peppers a day. Yeah. On a uh, six on a low day. Yeah, that's yeah. a low day. Uh, yeah, and that's that's I, in addition to all the beers. Or, or I mean, really, my Dr. Pepper consumption far outnumbered my beer consumption. Wow. Yeah. I was. I was. That's like because you, you were pretty cool. It, it, that's was, like, it was his only liquid, really, because it, it, it comes out to like two thousand calories of Dr. Pepper a day, which is insane. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is your is your pee just like maple syrup? Not anymore. Was it though? No. Was it just like no? But it never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the L Man's <laughs> online deep dive. L Man's online deep dive. <laughs> okay. For my online deep dive today, Austin Rivers had an Instagram live where he was talking about, and I, I found this on Reddit. And on his Instagram live, he starts talking about Dort. And he says this Dort is crazy. That dude was sliding them feet on everybody. We couldn't wait to get him off the court. Last time that was like, that rules. Get Dort off the court. They want to get dark. That off is the court. awesome, man, because it makes me, it validates us, right? Our yeah. conversation where we're like, sometimes I wonder, do I just think this because I'm a fan of this? Like <laughs> you know. and Alex were talking about SGA versus Tyler Hero, right? Yeah. I don't think, I think Heat fans would choose Tyler Hero over SGA. Probably so. And and I just wonder like, there would where's be some the smart. There would be some smart guy Heat fans that would not, however. Yeah, yeah. But I just wonder, like, is SGA as good as I think he is? Because I'm his fan. Yeah. And um, so this is pretty good to hear from the opposing team. Like, yeah, he was as big a problem as as we this thought is, he was. This is very true. Because we, we yes, we felt that way. And even, like, the 30-point game yeah. was a fluke. But you've just, it does. It validates, validates your fandom. It feels good, and I feel good. It does feel good. It made me feel good, and I wanted you guys all to know it, so it made you feel good, too. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, all, man. Austin Rivers. Hey, before we uh, move on to TQs, let's go to a break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences, like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. 
LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now let's go to Twitter questions. Twitter questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our first Twitter question comes from at Evan ETM, who wants to know which is more likely to happen first, hiring the next coach or trading one of the vets? I mean, it's it's obviously not going to be 100%, but I would put I would not actually put money on it but I would guess that they're going to hire a coach first because I think I mean you can hire a coach outside of the salary cap and tax and Adam Silver uh, talked to the media and said that they're not going to determine that probably they're probably not going to have that determined before the draft Mm. and so he said they'll have guidance before the draft on it but it won't be official and so my guess is that the Thunder want to have a coach in place for the NBA draft. And so to me, I think the order of operations will be hire coach and then NBA draft and then probably trade guys. But if they get other guidance sooner, then it may change. Yeah. But they're not going to make a big trade, especially with Chris Paul, before they know the cap and the tax. So this, this leads really well into our next Twitter question from at Jay Stalets1. Who wants to know, is there a date for when trades can start? Or is everyone just waiting for next year's cap info? Yeah, everybody's waiting for the cap info for sure. This is unlike any other year. Usually by this time, you know. But with a worldwide pandemic, we don't know. So they can start, I mean, right right after the NBA finals are over. Does Do the ratings affect the cap at all? I know that it. I maybe it would affect future contracts, but it doesn't really affect... No. Future TV contracts, but it doesn't affect anything right now, right? Yeah, no. Because okay. they are, they have a big TV deal in place. Right, so. and that's just what it is. Yeah. Okay, next Twitter question comes from at Miguel Devella 25 who says, can you guys provide your own definition of what an MPP is in the context of Steve Ballmer saying that PG was third in the MPP voting? And who is your front runner for finals MPP? Third in the MPP voting. Third in the MPP voting. <laughs> Third in the MPP voting. I watched this video so many times, and that was probably my favorite part of it. It's great. He's like trying to pump up Paul George, and he the things he says are, he had a little injury, and then he goes, Third in the MPP voting. Third in the MPP voting. If you're a star athlete, and you get third, you're not one. You're you're like leave that alone. That's enough, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, if you watch them too during it, they're both like this guy is a goober. I mean, they both feel that way the whole time. These they're are silly goose. They're both like uncomfortable. So this over was there. this was at this is at like a welcome. Their press conference. Press conference. Like, welcome Paul mm-hmm. George to the Clippers. Is that a thing that Paul George just makes every team that trades for him have? 
teams like to do it. They like to do these welcome pressers. So like every team would do it. I know, but I'm thinking more of when he came to us and we had, we had that big Paul George party. Yeah. It was so, so weird. It was weird in hindsight, but I think that happened. I think you have to show out for any superstar that comes to your franchise. Well, yeah, but we didn't for our Carmelo. We didn't have a Carmelo big party. It's probably Mm -hmm. a good thing. Still, I we've never done it before. Also, they traded for Carmelo like right before the season started. Yeah, so that's true. Still, could have had a party. <laughs> could have had an after party. The thing at that that Paul George one, they're like the Thunder paid for like all the drinks. Oh, like, I know. You did not pay for any food. Really? You did not pay for any drinks. Yeah. At the end. Like everyone was coming out, but some of the smart people that were there were just going up to the bar and getting full bottles of champagne. Yeah. <gasps> this is like me or you could have done it. I know. And they were just getting it. And the thunder was like, we'll pay for the tab. Are you kidding? No, no, not kidding. Not. People getting a full and they were just like, Oh, I think I'll have uh, this drink and a beer and a full bottle of champagne. Could and they were just like, full Here bottles you of liquor if you wanted. I, I don't think so. Hmm. Cause, uh, yeah, there's some the law just changed in Oklahoma, but now you can get like table service, but then you couldn't. But champagne <laughs> couldn't do like bottle service. You can't. Yeah, you can't do bottle service. But now you can. Uh, but champagne doesn't fall under that. Yeah. Um, mm. <clears throat> but people were getting full bottles. Oh, it's it safe. Was, it's safer to drink a full bottle of champagne. <laughs> I agree. So uh, we have a few. Um, Sorry. Submissions from listeners. I didn't know what happened. It popped. It did pop. <laughs> Uh, Corey DeMoss says, uh, the most problematic player. Ooh. <laughs> Third in the MPP voting. He said the finals MPP right now is Danny Green. That's pretty good. That, that is pretty, pretty good. good. That's probably the best one. Um, let's see. <laughs> Kaylor underscore Campbell said missing playoff potential. <laughs> um, let's see. Those are probably my favorite ones. Yeah, those those are very very good. Robbie, I, Robbie Bennett said, "Massive pimple popper." He also texted me some very crass and vulgar ones that I cannot read. On okay, here. Robbie did, but <laughs> I will show you both. I yeah. came up with three uh, mega playoff phony. What? Oh, interesting! Wow. Using the P with the H, wow. so you get the F. Um, might pee pants. Might pee pants. Might pee pants. <laughs> yeah, I thought he said Mike pee pants. <laughs> Wait, who's <laughs> That's all Mikey P pants. Uh who is Mike P pants then? Who the, would be your Who might pee their pants? Yeah. Cuz I think he definitely peed his pants whenever uh Dame hit that three in his face. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. PG. Yeah. Like he might he might pee his pants. There's a little pee pee. <laughs> there, <laughs> there was, was a there's definitely some pee pee in a little in Paul's little shorts. bit of dribble. We've all dealt with it, gentlemen. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, who is uh who who would you put uh third third in the MPP voting? Specifically third. For my P pants? Or for yeah, whatever yeah, P pants, mega playoff phony. Hmm. I liked most I liked uh what was it, most problematic player? Yeah. Because I was thinking about it more from like a PR perspective. <laughs> like who is a very problematic person that on your team you don't want to be talking that much? I mean, Myers Leonard. 
Yeah, Myers Leonard. Like is, you don't want him to be your representation to the to the public. No, but has he done anything that like he's gotten in trouble for? Not really. Not really. He's, no. I think he seems pretty boring and just plays basketball with his wife I at mean, home. I mean, Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight Howard is is at least third in the MPP voting. I'd say Dion. He's up there. But he hasn't yeah. done anything. He's just been sitting. Well, I know, but this year was. I mean. It, this season, because it was so long ago, this was this is his weed gummy season. He would if he was still for the Heat, he would be yeah. third in the MPP voting for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's true. He he cleaned up his act. He might have peed his pants on the airplane. Oh, there. Yeah, he probably <laughs> pooped his pants too. Might poop your pants <laughs> it, works it, too for yeah, MPP yeah. voting. That's third right. In the MPP voting. Yeah. So I'd say Dwight might win. I would most say he, problematic player. Most I'd problematic wins, player. Yeah. Then maybe Danny Green is second. And then who is third in the MPP voting? Maybe Markeith? Oh, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Who was it that said the got in trouble for uh, calling someone the B word or playing like a... Oh, oh, no, he didn't say the B word. He said he's playing like a female. Yeah, talking he, about has, Jake he has Browder. female tendencies. Female tendencies. Oh. Was it Markeith or Marcus? That was Marcus. Oh, okay. that was Marcus. Unfortunately, actually, I think Kendrick Nunn might be third in the MPP voting. Oh yeah, he did. because he is problematic. He, yeah. he was two of eleven in the last game, minus four. He just isn't very good. Well, there's also personal problematic issues with him too. Are there? Yeah, that's why he was. He was a really good recruit and a really big. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about it in the bubble. No, 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 not in the bubble. Okay, but. uh yeah, problematic person. So let's say that Kendrick Nunn is third in the MPP voting. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty damn cool. <laughs> right. Let's go on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at four zero five fan who wants to know, or it's really to fill in the blank. Lou Dort and Darius Baisley were the blank best players for OKC in the playoff series versus Houston. Hmm. So let's go over the players. Chris Paul one better, right? Yeah. Shea. Honestly, I think I would put Lou Dort as better in that series than Shea was in the whole series. Really? Yeah. I just think he brought like he actually changed things up. Like SGA yeah. put up points and had some good games, but did you ever feel like he was con- he was like contributing in a real way to those wins? Or was he just he, like doing what he does? Yeah, he has 16 points, five boards, four assists on 40% from three on five attempts. I mean, he was not bad. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. But he had... I don't know, man. I just really felt like so, SGA. Yeah, here's the deal. Like SGA was always contributing. There was game five for the Thunder in Houston. If Lou didn't shoot the ball so poorly, they could win it. They could have won that game. Yeah. So like, I think the last taste of Dort that we got, right? Totally. Game seven, right? The best taste. The best taste of Dort. Yeah, we left on it. We left on a great note. It was great, but there were some bad Dort moments as well. And I agree. Like, he was very good. He was very, very good. Okay, SGA second. SGA second. What about Schroeder? Oh, actually. <laughs> Schroeder was really good, man. Yeah. Like, well, we like, don't Sh- win those games. Schroeder, Gallinari. Schroeder was... Gallo was, was here and there, <laughs> depending on what the game was. But Schroeder had... How many games did he score? 30? Two or three? 
He he was like the best player on the court at times. Yeah. Shoot, I think he would. He had more of an impact than SGA did for sure from I, game to game. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think I don't think that's incorrect. Yeah, Schroeder in game three, 29 points, five boards, five assists. Yeah. Then in game four, 30 points, three assists, a board. Yeah. Yeah, he was very good. Could have been better in game seven, though, Dennis. I know. That sucks. It's okay. Lou Dort kind of made it. He was five of 17 in game seven. Which is just a Russell Westbrook stat line. (laughs) Wow. Whoa. Uh, Okay. And so, Dort or Gallo? God, Dort. I would put Dort ahead of him. I and I don't feel like it's Gallo's fault. I actually feel like it was just how he the shot thirty two percent from three. There was yeah. There were those times when like Gallo couldn't pass the ball to Stephen Adams, and he was trying yeah. to all the time and like could not make it happen. And so that's. Yeah, that's a lot of what I remember from the playoffs. I so, wish we did a better job at getting Gallo involved throughout the whole time he was in the game. He wasn't very good in in the bubble. No, he. But it felt like we were saving him for the playoffs. Leading up to those games, he wasn't very good the in the playoffs. Let's just, well, well, I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, you look at his game log. Game one, he actually was good. 29 points in game yeah, one. Yeah, he was great in game one. But they lost by 15. But he didn't get that many shots up in the other games. That's the thing. You go back and you look. In game sh- five, this was a tr- this is why I can't put him higher than Dort probably. As he was 0 of 5. Yeah. One point. Five shots. And then in game seven, four points on six shots. Yeah. That's unbelievable. What are you doing? See, is that Gallo though? Or is that... I mean, there was a lot of... Uh, the Rockets were deciding who was going to get shots, right? I mean, the Rockets were deciding Lou Dorn's going to be the guy who's open. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is that if you're a great player, you, get you, open, you don't yeah. let a team do that to you. That's true. So if you're passive and you're like, okay, I'll just settle in here and let Robert Covington stand in front of me. Yeah. Sure. Great. Fight for it, Gallo. Fight for your life, man. Come on, dude. So Dort, four? Yeah. Let's say fourth. Then Gallo. And then the debate becomes... Bays and Steven. Bays and Steven. Steven's stats in the playoffs, 10 points, 11 boards, 1.3 assists. Uh, shot 59% from the field. See, I don't feel like Steve was bad in the playoffs. He just was not the... He just was not good. He wasn't good, but he was just not the right player to be out there against this Rockets team, the way they were playing. I just feel like it was more of a strategic thing. Yeah. My guess. Right? I don't know. It's like he can't help, but I don't know. Three don't games know. and single digits out of the seven. Yeah, he doesn't have that great of a playoff. Uh... He was only a positive in one game. That was game three. He's minus 26 in game two, minus 15 in game five, dead dead even in game seven. In 2018, was he good in the playoffs? I can't remember. No, he hasn't been good since 16. Okay, that's what I was thinking. He (laughs) just has not had a very good record in the playoffs. He just hasn't been very good. He hasn't been super effective in the playoffs. And if you're going to be effective, it should be against smaller guys. Yeah. What's What's the most rebounds he got in a game? In the playoffs. 
Well, if he averaged 11, I'd say 13. I, the high, uh, what, the question is the highest, 17. 14. 14. Like, why doesn't he have a 20 rebound game? Yeah, he should. Against that team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, Am I wrong about that? No, Andrew. Do you forget the whole strategy is he's boxing out so Russell Westbrook can get the rebound? <laughs> he was waiting for Russell. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's boxing out so Russ can get the rebound and run. Old the, habits. He just leaves so much on the table. Yeah, he does. And that's it's it's just you never feel like you're getting a hundred percent of his potential. No, I feel like, like we his got skill set. Yeah, I feel like we got like sixty percent of Steven Adams. Yeah, and it's always felt like that. In, except in like 2016. Yeah. You felt like you got the full Adams experience. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Darius Baisley, six points, six rebounds, 0.9 assists, 0.4 blocks, shot 50% from three on three attempts, only 18 minutes per game. So if we go to uh, per 100 possessions, this is where we can compare. Yeah, I was going to say, what's his net rating? How they played. So per 100 possessions, Darius Baisley, 17 points. One block, 2.3 assists, 17.9 rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Adams, 18 and yeah. a half rebounds and 16 points per 100 possessions. Not that much different. So their stats are very similar. But Steve can't take threes. Can't, won't, whatever you want to yeah. say. I would say won't. I would say won't. <laughs> I would still say Steven was more impactful, but it was just based on the minutes played. But I think Darius is like right behind him. I think he should have played more. Yeah. But he, the fact is he didn't. He could have played. Baisley could have played center against this Rockets Basley Baisley team. was, okay, I'm flipping. Darius was better than Steven. Because you felt like you were getting everything he had. Yeah. I. It felt like when should, he was on the court, positive things were happening. Yeah. Should we start punishing Steven for not giving giving it all he's got? Yeah, we should. Cuz it's not and it's not effort. Let's say that. It's not effort that we're questioning because he does give full effort all the time. So I'm not saying that Steven Adams doesn't give full effort. I'm saying that we don't get to see the full like Steven Adams trying to score the basketball or Steven Adams trying to take control of the game by rebounding or, or things like that. And I know he'll say like, "Well, that's just not that's just not the role I'm playing or that's just, you know, this is I'm I'm filling gaps. I'm doing what I do, kind of thing. Yeah. But I feel like he's undervaluing his own skill set. Yeah. Like he and I've talked to like some of his friends who have talked to me about this too. Mm-hmm. Like who actually know him. Mm-hmm. And they say this dude can shoot the ball from far away. Do you remember going into the draft? He was shooting mid range shots. Yeah. And I was scared. We thought maybe oh he's gonna be one, another one of these bigs. That's just shooting jumpers yeah and he's not that at all but uh his whole thing is until he can until he feels like when he's not in the game he can do it in his sleep he's not going to bring it to the game yeah and i feel like that is there's a lot of other players who don't do that and it pays off for them in the game and i think in a game setting you might be able to how do i say it so if you're in court, Luke, and you're arguing, but it's actually in court, you're going to be better at arguing that case than if you're practicing by yourself in the mirror. Yeah. There's more emotion, right? There's more like heart in it. Well, it's, oh, I don't know how to describe exactly what <laughs> I know what you're trying to say, but you're better in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like in the moment when, yeah. when the, when the stakes are high, like you rise to the occasion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's more like you just have more gusto. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I know like Houston was throwing like three guys on him at times in the paint. I get it. I mean, they, they did a really good job limiting him, but I also think he did a really good job limiting himself. Yep. Oh, the enemy is the inner me. Wow. That's so true. Hey guys, let's move on to our next sort of question. Okay. It comes from at CG Stevens who wants to know which underperforming former lottery picks on rookie scale deals will Presty target in the rebuild. Hmm. So any, any thoughts that come to mind? So this is, I mean, this is something that Presty has done through the years is that essentially failed lottery picks yeah. <laughs> end up on the thunder. Yes. Like you have Hashim to beat. Mm-hmm. And Dion Waiters and Ennis Cantor and guys like that always just find their way over to the Thunder. Victor Oladipo. And I have to say, they do always perform. I mean, a lot of these guys have rehabilitated their careers from playing on the Thunder. Yeah. I mean, Dion gets that heat contract because of his Thunder years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ennis Cantor, I think we really showed uh, the rest of the NBA, like this dude is a really legit offensive player that can play more than seven minutes a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, not now, not now, but he was, I mean, he was good for Portland. Yeah. He was good. He's been good for Boston at times too. Not. Yeah. They just, they just couldn't play him. Can't play him. Times. And I understand can't play that. Cantor. Billy was not wrong. No. Can't play Cantor. I mean, Kevin Knox is, is, is an easy. Yeah easy one right because he's plays for the Knicks and he's it's possible that the Thunder try to make a deal with the Knicks so that's an easy one is Kevin Knox uh, he, he needs a change of scenery or he's probably just not a pro yeah which who knows which which one that would be I mean really it's a ton of Knicks I mean Frank Nilakina could use a fresh start yeah uh, Josh Jackson's already getting his start with the Grizzlies but that's a, like a definitely like a Presty type of yeah guy that you bring in that's failed. Also might be third on the MPP voting. Third, he could be. Third in the MPP voting. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Back to the 2016 draft. I mean, there's a lot of guys that people have already tried. But somebody that is interesting to me that feels like a Presty player that he may try to bring on. What about Chris Dunn? Yeah. From the that's, Bulls. That's interesting. Can't shoot. Still can't shoot, though. That's a problem. Sounds like a Thunder player, though. Sounds like a Thunder <laughs> player. But, like, you got, like, Dragon Bender. I think he's pretty much toast. Same with Marquise Chris. What about Thon McCore? What about Dennis Smith Jr.? I don't, was he lottery? He uh, yeah, yeah, he was. I am just couldn't be more out on that guy. <laughs> Why? I mean, he was... That was a dude that was pretty exciting early in his career on the Mavs. Yeah. And they sucked. Yeah. But he was cool. Do you want to put the ball in his hands? I mean, I guess if you're tanking, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. This this last season for the Knicks, guess how many points he averaged? Seven? Five. Oh, yikes. Did Alfred Payton play more than him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Freaking Alfred. How many years has Dennis Smith been in the league? See, in my head, it's only been three, but it's probably like... Yeah, it's three. Oh, well, great. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. My head is very small. His, his rookie year, though, 15 points, five yeah. assists, 3.8 boards. On 31% from three, 39% from the field. Ooh. 39% from the field, not, not okay. 
For a rookie, though, you let it pass. I mean, I guess. Come on, let it slide, man. Come on, man. That's the kind of player he is, though. Yeah. Shot 34% from the field this year with the Knicks. Yeah, that's really bad. He only played 34 games, though. I don't know. I don't know. I'm out. I'm done. I don't Andrew, want. I don't. I wouldn't want him on my team. I just don't see a path to him. Andrew, being a I don't want player. Dennis Smith Jr. Okay, move on. <laughs> I don't know why you want him so bad. Is there anybody else that's uh, like a high lottery pick that has stunk? Yeah, Al Horford. Oh, Al Horford. Yeah, bring him on down. See, like we've already. So if you go back to the 2015 draft, those guys are already kind of. All those guys have kind of run their mm-hmm. course already. Like Jalil Okafor. Ooh. Like, yeah. Mario Hazonia. No. Emmanuel Moutier. Dude, Mario Hazonia is such a funny one to me because do you remember how many smart... That was the smart guy. Pick. Yeah, man. Mario Hazonia. He was like, this dude is like Kobe. He's like European Kobe. European <laughs> Kobe. He's 31% career from three. He's just not very good. That's the thing about white European guys is that you think, oh, they can shoot. Yeah, just not really true. No, about all generalization. But then you, then you're like, well, he's a white European guy about Luca, <laughs> and then you miss out on like exactly, the greatest yeah. guy ever. It's it's a case by case. We're very bad. at Justice Winslow. Them. That's a guy I would I would take a pick on. Stanley Johnson. No. Yeah, he's not good. Frank Kaminsky? He's been fine. I mean, he I is? I mean, he's a fine offensive player, right? Is he? Playing 10 minutes a game? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want him, but he's you fine. Do, you want he's him. not bad. You just tried to trade for him. You just tried I want to trade justice. Him. You want Trey Lyles? Mm. Yeah. All right. Boring. There's So, I mean, it's really Nick's guys. Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina. At least Kevin Knox is still, like, young enough. Yeah. That you can talk yourself into him. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can try. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the truth is that it, it's been cool. Like, some of those guys have been role players for the Thunder, but the truth is, like, none of them have, like, been stellar. Do you think he would be, like, Hami is probably better than Kevin Knox is right now? Oh, goodness. I mean, that's, I mean, that might be true. That's, that's, uh, yeah. That's an embarrassment. I think that might be true. I think Hami was playing more than Kevin Knox. On the Knicks, too, yeah. which is just terrifying. Yeah. That's all. All right, guys. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at K-S-P-E-N, who wants to know, when will you guys make the jump and realize Popeye's chicken sandwiches are way better than Chick-fil-A's? This offends me. <laughs> Uh, me too. This, well, like, you know, like, was it last summer when it's like the Popeye's chicken sandwich, spicy yeah. chicken sandwich came through and everyone's like, you gotta have it. You yeah. Know, like, they were selling out. Well, like, you know, two weeks into that, make my way down to Popeye's. I was like, I'm gonna have some Popeye's. Get this spicy chicken sandwich. Go in. Wait in line. When you go into Chick-fil-A and you look behind the counter, it is like a beehive of activity. Yeah. They have behind the counter, behind the counter, I would say at least 15 people all oh, yeah, working in and out. They all have purpose. All have purpose, all doing their thing, getting your food fast, efficiently. Ants. Exactly. Walk into Popeye's. There is one man. 
<laughs> he has been. Oh, wow. You can tell he has been stressed from the higher a number of people that are coming through. They are out of fries. Yeah. Mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> uh, uh, like the top four things you do. I was like, oh, I'll get this. Like, We're out of that. I'll get this out of that. I'll get this out of that. It's like, what eventually, what do you have? So I had to get some, like some side that was gross. Got the chicken sandwich, got home, take a bite. And I was like, that's really bad. Really? And I was like, hey, Here, here's one. So I tried to go get this sandwich. I went to three different Popeye's. Couldn't and they it. were all out. And that's when I realized it can't, you can't do this. Mm-mm. You can't, you can't be not prepared for success like that. I threw away, I threw away over half of the sandwich. Wow. No. And I went and no. got, and got something else. I went, I probably went and got Arby's. <laughs> Arby's like, is good. Arby's is a hundred times better than Popeye's. And it's you know reliable. why? Because they have all the food you order. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about the Chick-fil-A sandwich. You're never going to go to Chick-fil-A and they say, hey, we're out of sandwiches. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It will never, ever happen. Never. Not ever. The Popeye's, the Popeye's chicken sandwich was, it was like rubbery. I'd, See, be, I, I'd be interested to try it now yeah. that the hype is over. I, I think you might actually have a better experience going I, and trying it now. I would agree with that and I'm willing to try it. Should we get it? We should, but I just don't leave my house. Just, I'm yeah. just telling you guys have a backup plan. I've heard the second thing you're going to go get because it's going to be that bad. Spicy nuggets. Uh, so the spi- spicy McDonald's nuggets are good. Spicy Wendy's nuggets are good. Huh? It's like, rubbing on your oh, mask. I'm, I'm sorry. Like the cloth of your mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, but the Popeyes, I'm out. I'm not going to go back. Yeah. There's not, I mean, I, that's a, hmm, that's okay. You know, you I'd know, like to try. I still would like to try it. I would like to try it. We should try it. We should try it. Where's the, where are the Popeyes around here? Uh, there's one down on May around May and like Hefner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hefner, May. Yeah. You know, that church's chicken bias. It looks terrible. The signs like all messed up. It's pretty good. But, oh yeah. Well, uh, it is good. However, about one out of every 10 times. It's not good. Yeah. And there's also <laughs> something else about it that I will not say on the pod that I will tell you later. I don't want to know. I really it's don't because I still enjoy it. It's not bad. It's amusing, but I, but I don't want to say it's not pod appropriate. Okay. Yeah. We'll set up a Patreon for that. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> for Luke's fast food sex stories. <laughs> Inappropriate fast food thoughts. <laughs> hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. Hey, it's from Matt Bangelope. Who wants to know the most recent book you've read? Hmm. You guys reading books? Uh, I'm reading a book right now, and it's for a uh, a group that I'm that I'm leading. It's called Healing Conversations. Oh, we're just reading it together. Okay. It's, it's, Wait, is it about trauma? No, no, no. It's just about like have like having like real conversations with people. Huh. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, like a lot like our podcast. That's right. And so it's like, just like make way to have like authentic conversations with people is like the goal. So, uh, but I'm, uh, but I have Twitter. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what I tell people. Well, I'm on Twitter. Get on Twitter. That's where all the authentic convos happen. <laughs> right. Taylor, you reading books? Uh, I haven't read a book since my baby was born, but I was reading like the last Gladwell book that came out before that. I made it maybe two chapters in. It's fine. <laughs> it's never too early to start. Reading to your baby, hop on pop. 
Hop on Do you read books to your baby yet? Hop on Oh yeah, you should. She just started learning. She just figured out how to like laugh. So yeah. now I'm just, and the only way that I can make her funny. laugh is uh, like going hop, 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 on her chest and, and making noises. Mm-hmm. And it's so cute because she like laughs. Yeah. Like a real laugh. And so now that's all I do with her. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I have not, the most recent book I've read, I'm, I'm reading a book called The Memory Police. Mm. About, I'm about halfway through it. It's pretty good. <laughs> what is it? Is it a... Uh, like dystopian sci-fi. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, <laughs> and then I have a lot. It's a good title then. I've, it really been, is. I've been buying a lot of books. I have like a little two read thing and I have like yeah. 10. Nice. So Damn. I'm excited. I'm Do excited for it. Do you? Elman is a reader. I, my, you know, my, my, uh, college major was English literature. Yeah. So if one thing I know how to do is <laughs> read. He's a reader. Always, always been. They always been a reader. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, didn't. Call, Luke made fun of me for reading one time. Do you remember that? He did. <laughs> ah, dork. <laughs> one time I went over to his house to get something and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm about to go to the library. I used to like go to the library every weekend yeah. and read and work. And he's like, why are you doing that? I was like, what do you mean? I go to the library and I read for a little bit. He's covering up his own insecurities. Yeah, I'm projecting. (laughs) I used to go to the library when I, um, when I uh, was taking the bar exam, I went, they have little, uh, yeah, those, those study rooms rooms that are like underneath the oil derrick at that, at that one at, um, 122nd. Dude, it's the best library. It is a really, really I love the library, that library, but those study rooms one is good too though. Yeah, it is. The study rooms, they keep the study rooms like freezing 50 degrees. And so you have to bring a coat. And it, it was awesome. It was very good. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love that library. Um, let me see. Do we? Do you, you guys see one? Uh, oh, do, okay. Do one more. Okay. This one comes from at OKC Mift, who wants to know our favorite Halloween slash horror <laughs> movies. <laughs> spooky movies. <laughs> I'm not a fan of spooky movies, really. Mm. Like, I wouldn't turn one on just to just for fun. Like I'll watch one with like a group of people, which you don't anyway. So I won't watch a spooky movie. Yeah. Oh man. I love scary movies. <laughs> I love them. What's your favorite? I really, I, I love the shining. Yeah. And watch it. Cause it's, it's also really good to nap to. Oh, you like this part. Here's Kevin. I like that one. Right. Um, I also, here's Derek. I also really like the thing. Mm. by John Carpenter. Yeah. Um, I really, that's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, very 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 wow. good and then i like scream yeah they're, they're all good the first scream is like the first scream is good. is uh, just chef's kiss perfect yeah, it really is <laughs> i love it but uh if there's a scary movie i'll watch it yeah i like i like them so you know i i'm really into the spooky movies that catch you off guard they're like whoa what is this movie like cabin in the woods was mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that was very interesting to me because i had no idea going into cabin in the woods what it was going to be like um, Get Out was really good. Does uh-huh. that count as a spin? Yeah. Well, that's good. It's, it's not like good. a Halloween movie, though, I'd say. And you can watch it during Halloween. You can watch it's it scary. It's scary. Would yeah. you, would would you, you dress up as Get Out for Halloween? Uh, well, I don't think you really could. I don't think you could. Okay, then not a Halloween movie. How Us. That's true. Have you seen Us? No, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe oh, I should, should watch that. It. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good. I do want to see that. Um, and uh, yeah, I love, I love this. I, oh, I also like the Hellraiser movies because they're so weird. Yep. And I really like that old, um, 
like in the eighties and nineties, like how they their CGI wasn't really very good and definitely not in their budget for these movies. So there's a lot of puppetry and weird makeup and costumes and stuff that is just so creepy and strange. And so I really like that. And Hellraiser has that. And uh, I like that weird, that gore that they had to come up with when they couldn't just CGI it, you know, you ever seen, you've seen alien, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I love alien. Yeah. Alien's great. I've seen so it. Good. I've seen it. So scary. Didn't enjoy it. Didn't, you didn't, got scared. I got scared. I didn't have a good time. I was too scared. Yeah. See, that's what they. That's what you're supposed to feel like. I know, but I don't like it. Mm. Ernest scared stupid. That's, Hall- like that that's one? a, a horror movie. It's a Halloween it's a, movie. It's definitely Halloween. You like? Uh, so here's the thing. Here's my big question. I can never really. Uh-huh. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? When do you watch it? I don't watch it. Yeah, I don't. You have, have your kids ever seen it? We tried it, and it was just like, eh, I don't know. We I just don't didn't think like kids it. these days would like. They it. don't appreciate it. No. Yeah, they, they don't appreciate it. And I think the answer is, watch it in November. Yeah, between. I think that's right. I think you're right. <laughs> right in between. Right in between. It's a, it's a Thanksgiving where you, movie where you still have the feelings of yeah, Halloween, yeah. the leftover Halloween feelings mixed with the upcoming Christmas. That's true. Joy. Why does okay? Does Beetlejuice kind of fit in the same area to you guys for some reason? I would say it's more. I mean, it's, it's not strict. It's not Halloween, and it's not really scary. It's it's so weird. It is very weird. When you watch when you watch it, like like I don't know how old, one. I don't really know what it's rated. I I think it's PG thirteen. Probably PG thirteen. But it could it could it might be, be R. I don't know, but like when, like when would you show show it to a child and like be able to explain what this is? No, I watched it too early. And I did too. Yeah, I, I feel like every, that I think was everyone a, did. Yeah, I watched it as a kid. I enjoy, I remember liking it as really? a kid. There was a there was a cartoon based on it. Yeah, there, was there was a cartoon so based. Was on it Nickelodeon? It. Yeah, I think so. I think it was rated. It might have been rated PG. Interesting, because like some of the PG. PG. PG, that is not. I don't think. I yeah. think the ratings have changed a lot. Yeah, based on like content. Yeah, which does that mean we're be, we're just so much more sensitive to stuff? I don't know what it means. The little pansies, probably. I don't know what it means. I don't. Know. But I don't know how old I would say a child would have to be to watch Beetlejuice. Like I, I don't think I would. I have an eight-year-old. I don't think I would let him watch Beetlejuice. No, I think ten or eleven. But I don't know. I don't have kids. Oh, yeah. we've talked about Casper before. No, we've talked about Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Casper's not. Is Casper scary? It's a Halloween movie. No, I we've guess. watched Casper. It's it's not. It's, it's not. not scary. Officially not scary. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Make sure that you go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk to get The Athletic for $1 a month. It's very easy to do and it's very cheap. It's a very, very good website, and I would, uh, especially during the NBA Finals, you're going to want to check it out. So, why are you laughing at me? It's a very good website. It is a very good website. Do you disagree? Do you disagree? I don't disagree. I fully agree. (laughs) I completely agree. (laughs) Okay. Make sure you go leave us a five-star Apple podcast review, just like the L-Man did. And if you want to read L-Man's (laughs) five-star review, you have to go to your podcast app, search down to Dunk, and then you can go look for it. We had a review from... And Nani555, he says, Psycho behavior. Not a Thunder <laughs> fan, but a huge fan of the pod and your psycho behavior. King Sample907 says, This is the podcast that got me into podcasts. 
This is really great for sports content and their fan interaction. Taking questions off their social media is amazing and makes me feel part of it. This will be a podcast I will tune into each time they post. So leave a five-star review and maybe yours will be read next week. So please do that. Hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll talk to you guys again on Monday when maybe the, uh, the Lakers are the champions. Only time will tell. Only time, Only will, time tell. will tell. I watched The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. That, when I was 10. Yeah. Completely messed me it up. Just wrecked my life for a while. Oh, a long time. Yeah. yeah. That that movie, if you watch it as a kid, will freak... Because the main character is a kid, so it's so easy yes. to relate, to put yourself yes. in that position. That's why it like... That may have ended horror up. movies for me, or yeah. scary movies for yeah. me. It's not horror, like scary. Yeah. yeah. Come on, I'll show you... Where